Hello, friends. I'm Luke, and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org. From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. There are some days I don't drink the recommended amount of water, and Lord knows there are plenty of days I don't treat my body with the care and consideration it deserves. And if I'm being honest, there are a lot of times when I struggle to believe that Jesus Christ is alive. Sure, it sounds nice. Sure, I hope it's true. Sure, I feel something powerful happen when the word of God is read by you and preached by Jacob or my other preaching siblings. And I feel something ineffable happens when we receive communion together. But do I really believe with all my heart and all my strength and all my soul that Jesus Christ is alive? Well... I suppose I'm like the father of the chronically ill child in the Gospel of Mark who says to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Many different things have brought us to Holy Family today. Some of us are here because our partner or friend is here. Some of us are here because we've always loved the Episcopal Church and are happy to have discovered this expression of it. And some of us are here because we have been alienated from or rejected by other churches. Some of us just happened to be in the neighborhood and needed somewhere to hang out on a Sunday morning. But St. Paul says in his letter to the church in Corinth, the original church for people without a church, that's all well and good. But if you don't believe Jesus Christ is alive, none of it really matters. You might enjoy the music. You might even think Jacob and I make some sense from time to time or have something interesting to say. 
But if we aren't here fundamentally because we believe Jesus Christ is alive, well, Paul says we deserve to be pitied more than anyone else. Paul says if we don't believe in the resurrection of all of creation, that God is transforming and reviving all things in Jesus Christ, then really there's no reason for any of us to do much of anything but punch the clock and fulfill our purpose as cogs in the machinery of a capitalist society. Paul says, even on the days you might be feeling despondent, even on days when you're struggling to believe, or even to get out of bed or keep the commitments you've made, take heart. Jesus Christ is alive. And if Jesus Christ is alive, that means that everyone and everything that has died is likewise being brought to life in God's final reality. The poet Lucille Clifton speaks the truth of Jesus Christ being alive in this way. The world is turning in the body of Jesus and the future is possible. This seems to me an affirmation of what we say we believe every week in the Nicene Creed. Through Jesus Christ, all things were made. Now, some of us might not know why Jesus Christ would make mosquitoes or poison ivy or add whatever might be on your checklist of nuisances or curiosities. But when I think of everything that delights me, salt water, strawberries, sunsets, sand, the songs of cardinals, and on and on and on. All these things were made through Jesus Christ. Whatever lives, lives because of Jesus Christ. And whatever dies, lives because of Jesus Christ. I don't know if Clifton would have had the Nicene Creed in mind when she was writing her poem, but I imagine she was familiar with the old spiritual He's got the whole world in his hands. There is not one part or piece of creation, no rock or valley, no river or animal, which is not held with tenderness and care by God. What Paul says, what these songs and poems say is, God would not make anything that God does not love. And God's love is expressed through the very fact of living. A more recent hymn written by Bill Gaither in 1971 says, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. The future is possible because I know he holds the future. Eschatology is one of those fancy Greek words that people like Jacob and me spend a lot of money on a seminary education to get to say. But all eschatology is, is a belief that our story with God is never over. Do you know that experience of getting to the end of a beautiful book? One you've been reading for a while, 
and you've grown so attached to its characters that you feel grief finishing the last page, even if it's a happy ending. With God, we never get to the last page. We are part of a story that's always being told. Maybe today you're in a difficult place in your story. Maybe like those Corinthians Paul was writing to so long ago, you've had strong faith in the past, but really you don't find much evidence around you right now that Jesus Christ is alive. The planet is imperiled. Police continue to use lethal force against unarmed black and brown citizens, and we are in a pandemic that just won't seem to relent. Perhaps you've recently lost a job or a friend or a relationship. Even as we accompany you and acknowledge the fullness, the acuteness of the grief and the anxiety you might be feeling right now, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is alive. Your story isn't over yet. Maybe you're in a great part of your story. Perhaps you've recently moved into a new home or are expecting a child or are just feeling all the flourishing of life around you. And as we accompany you in your joy, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is alive. Your story isn't over yet. Poet Stanley Kunitz concludes his poem, The Lairs, which he wrote in his late 70s, with these lines. Though I lack the art to decipher it, no doubt the next chapter in my book of transformations is already written. I am not done with my changes. Whether it's easy for you to believe or hard to believe, Jesus Christ is alive. The future is possible. The next chapter in your book of transformations is already written. Amen. find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.